BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Abgenommen bedauert. Unsolved Mysteries. deference to persons who may still be living, character names in some of these true unsolved mysteries have been changed. The moving finger writes, and having writ moves on, nor all thy piety nor wit can lure it back to cancel half a line, nor all thy tears wash out a word of it. In all the history of crime and criminals, the truth of that quotation was never better proved than in the amazing case of Bela Kees, the mystery man of Europe. Nineteen hundred and fourteen. The scene is the office of the chief of police in Budapest. The chief is seated behind his desk, while in the doorway stands a woman. Her face is white. 
terror stares from her eyes and her hands tremble as she tears her tiny handkerchief to pieces. But, Chief, you must believe me. Your assistant does not. But I tell you, someone will be killed if you do not listen to what I have to say. Now, sit down, my child. Calm yourself. I am ready to listen to your story. Last night I went to the theater. I sat next to a gentleman. He looked like a gentleman. We spoke about the program, you understand? I understand. And having spoken to him of the program, he suggested you have supper? Uh, yes, we went for a drive in his motor car. And he asked you how you would like to visit his home? Yes, sir, but how... Uh, how do I know? Huh. It's always the same story. Of how much money did he rob you? Money, sir. I had no money. He did not rob me. He, he tried to kill me. It was horrible. I nearly died of fright. Ah, uh, no, no. Complete the story. I went to his home. My castle it was. He asked if I would like to have my fortune told. I said yes. He told me to gaze in the crystal globe. But first he gave me some pale yellow wine to drink. Ah, uh, yeah? Go on. I felt my senses sleeping away from me. I was staring hard in the crystal. A shadow, I know not what, made me glance in the mirror. I saw him. He stood behind me, his eyes glaring, green they were, eyes of fire, his face almost black. And in his hands he held a piece of green silk cord. It was looped and had a slipped knot. He was going to slip it over my head. Yes, and then? Then I fainted. The next thing I knew, I was flying among the shrubbery and earth cut apart. Uh, very well, we will look into the matter. You, you do not believe me, do you? Oh, I would not say that. No, I... Uh... Someday you will regret. Goodbye. Three weeks later, a wealthy society woman tells a similar story to the Budapest chief of police. Four weeks later, another. In each instance, the description given by the women of the castle, of the fiend who drugged them, is the same. The world war breaks out, and the police department is disrupted. But the citizens of Vienna and Budapest are terrified at the alarming number of missing women. On farms, in gardens, behind hedges, in abandoned buildings, bodies in various stages of decomposition are found... And all are bodies of women. The chief is frantic, and with a woman assistant and two detectives scouring the countryside in search of a building that will answer the description of the castle, he meets a government official. Well, chief, what are you doing out here? Seeing the country? Well, what are you doing here? The government has ordered the seizure of all gasoline for the war, you see. I'm detailed to this district. I'm in a few minutes going to that castle upon the hill. Oh, uh, the castle? Uh, may we go with you? Certainly, it will be a pleasure. Oh, uh, this is uh, Herr Hartmann. He is the gentleman who told us there was gasoline stored at the castle. But get into the car. We should be off. Oh, yes, indeed. I am very much here around here. That is an unusual country. You know, there is a tragic story behind that castle. Yes? Indeed, yeah. Bela Kiss, he owned the castle. It's a very beautiful wife. They were so happy. Everybody in the village was happy in their love. But alas, she disappeared. Poor Bela Kiss was desolate. She had run away with a younger man. It was terrible. Well, what, uh, what did he look like, this Bela Kiss? He was a handsome man, tall, elegant, thin-faced, I would say, and black-haired, high cheekbones. Ah, it's the same man. It's the description given by these different women, all right. You're looking for him. Yeah, we certainly are. But go on. What is the finish to the story? An old woman went to do the cleaning at the castle. Bela Kiss told her she must not go into a certain room. Regular Bluebeard story. But the old woman, like all old women, was inquisitive. She looked. And saw what? Five big vats. We have good reason to believe these vats contain gasoline. Oh, but here we are at the place. We'll soon know for certain. Out of the car pour the officers. The empty castle rings to their footsteps as they make their way to the forbidden room. Strangely enough, the key is in the lock. The door creaks. There are the five vats against the wall. A strong odor of alcohol. They move forward and look into the vats. Horror stamps their faces as they see in each vat a naked woman, 
And around each neck, the bluish mark made by the strangler's cord. Name of all the saints. Where is the wreck? This, this is ghastly. I, I come to find gasoline, and I find five corpses. Five? Yes, but with all the corpses found throughout the city. The garden. Get the men to dig the gas. I shall have it done. On the instant, I shall have it done. Yes, and you have, uh, you know, this monster, this Belatis. Where is he? He, he was killed in the war. Twenty-six bodies of women were found buried in Belakis's garden. Over 160 pawn tickets relating to the women's wearing apparel and jewelry. Furious that death in the war had cheated him the capture of the monster, the chief returned to Budapest and tried to forget the horror of the five vats. The war over, the chief is sitting in his office when through the door bursts the woman who had first warned him of Belakis. I have seen him. I saw him today, not half hour ago. Why, who? What are you talking about? The man who tried to kill me at the castle. I saw him, I tell you. Oh, impossible. I have checked the war records. He was killed in Serbia in 1916. See, here are the records. I have kept them. Belakis. Died of wounds, August 9th, 1916. I do not care. Do you think I could forget him? Never, never, I tell you. He is alive, this thing. But it is impossible, I tell you. Bela Kees is dead. But soon the chief was to doubt his vehement assertions, for within a month he was to hear another story of a woman almost strangled under identical circumstances, although at a different place from the now empty castle. Besides this, the terror of missing women returned to haunt the citizens, and once again the decomposed bodies of long-dead women were found in desolate places. In just a moment, you will hear a solution to the strange case of Bela Keith, the mystery man of Europe. gentlemen, inasmuch as any solution must of necessity be supposition, liberties of time, place, and character have been taken in the solution for which you have been waiting. The solution of why the murders continued in the same manner as before Belakis's reported death in the war is taken from the statements of the chief of police of Budapest, who supplied the information, which to the best of our belief has never been published in American newspapers. The scene is the hospital in which Belakis had been reported as having died of wounds. The chief of police, remembering how the first woman had warned him of the fiend's activities, determines to carry his investigation further than the official army records reporting death. The chief questions a nurse. You, of course, know the murders in and around Vienna and Budapest. Yes, naturally. Although, like everyone else on war service, I was too busy to really keep up with the report. Well, we did not give all our information to the press. We decided we would have more success by keeping something secret. I can understand that. Now, this man, the fiend is a better name has probably been responsible for the death of over 300 women. 
I would like to find out if there are any hospital records other than the official report of Bela Keith's death. You don't mean that Bela Keith is the man you suspect? I do. In fact, it isn't suspicion. It is an established fact. But that's impossible. I nursed Bela Keith till he died. And a young and pious-minded boy of 20 could hardly... 20? Why, Bela Keith was over 40. Not the Bela Keith who died here in this hospital. He was a young boy, I tell you, and I know I nursed him till he died. Ah, then I have the solution. How badly wounded was Bela Keith when he was brought here? There never was any hope that he might recover. Anyone could have seen that he must die. And Bela Keith, the real Bela Keith, undoubtedly exchanged his identification discs and papers with the wounded man, knowing full well that the young boy would be buried as Bela Keith. And he, the monstrous wretch, free to pursue his murderous career unhindered. Uh, but I'll get him. I'll get him. Back to Budapest races the chief. For four days, he works feverishly, taking no one into his confidence, but ordering his men to stand by. One night to a house on the outskirts of town, drive two police cars filled with officers. The chief leads the way from the back of the house to one of the upper rooms. Now, listen, you men. Listen, I want absolute silence. I... Uh... I am decided in my own mind that Bela Keith has trapped the various women he has killed by advertisements in the papers. So I decided to use his methods and inserted this advertisement. I read it. Young woman, widow, with moderate fortune, and with moderately good looks, desires company of men of culture, preferably 40 or over, but be tall and dark, object matrimony. And you expect Bela Keith to answer that? He has answered it. He'll be here. A taxi at the door. A man is getting out. Ah, jeez, Bela Keith. He looked up. He's getting back into the taxi. Ah, after him, please. Down the stairs rush the police. The taxi with Bela Keith standing on the running board speeds toward the river with the police car in pursuit. He's going to shoot. Get him. Get him. Bela Keith slumps. He's hit, but he hangs on. The taxi reaches the bridge. Another burst of bullets. Several shots take effect, but with one last effort, Bela Keith throws himself from the taxi, pulls himself over the parapet of the bridge, falls like a plummet, <laughs> and disappears forever under the foaming waters of the Danube. And so, coincidence, the World War, a search for gasoline, a nurse who remembered a patient, provide the solution for a 15-year-old unsolved mystery. Bela Keith, the mystery man of Europe. 